if you think about it, let's say these guys live in a four or $5 million home. There's not much in life where you're spending $8,000 an hour. So you get very much involved in, in making sure that everything is executed properly with assistance. We're a team with assistance. We want to make them look good and be there for them. So it's a real teamwork when trying to uh, assist their CEOs and their principals. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Jordan Brown. Jordan, excited to have you on the show. Oh, man, thank you so much. I'm really excited to see where the conversation goes today. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You're doing so many phenomenal things. So I know as the conversation flows, we're going to end up in really phenomenal places. So of course, before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Jordan so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And it really boils down to one trait, confidence as a result of experience, humble beginnings, a damn hard work ethic, and a deep passion for genuine relationships built on trust. And that right there is the essence of Jordan Brown. Talk to any of his friends, colleagues, or clients, and they will tell you that Jordan is absolutely in his element as CEO of J agency, pursuing his childhood dream and always doing everything possible to make sure his clients are completely taken care of. Because for Jordan, that is literally everything. A genuine professional relationship built on trust and a mutual appreciation for premium quality at every opportunity. Jordan knows this industry. After all, he grew up in it ever since he began washing airplanes at the age of 11 to score a ride in the skies above. Rides turn to conversations, conversations turn into friendships, and friendships turn into long-lasting professional relationships. He continues to treat every traveler as a longtime friend, sometimes driving for hours just to help and personally send them off to safely. And it is easy to see that he loves helping people and would do whatever it takes to make their day. Now, it is one thing to stay current within an industry, but Jordan is a true visionary. He has a sight set on pioneering an unprecedented approach, unprecedented approach to the charter flight experience and forever transforming the industry. And absolutely, who doesn't love people that have put in their 10,000 hours starting at the age of 11, which is absolutely awesome. I think I read that this led to your first startup, Airplane Aesthetics, if I'm right. And yeah. it's always great to hear that not only are you doing good, but you also give back as well, too. And I think the things that you're passionate about, that you and your wife are passionate about, like teen homelessness, I really love, of course, to hear all the awesome things you're doing. Love even more that you're making such a huge impact in the world today. So, Jordan, excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? You got it, buddy. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So, I wanted to kick everything off by rewinding the clock a little bit. I know it touched on a little bit, but I wanted to hear a little bit more about your story. We'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I grew up near a small airport. It did not service commercial airlines. It was just little 172s. My grandparents lived on one side of the airport. My parents lived on the other. So I would ride my bike back and forth, and uh, it, it clearly became my passion. I uh, wanted to become an airline pilot at first, so started washing and detailing airplanes uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, to, or, to, to earn flight time. And it, it was a great way to, to earn extra money, and I would skip school just to be out at the airport later on in high school and stuff. So from there, just to move through the aviation industry. So 
Yeah, I absolutely love that. So I wanted to, to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more about Jet Agency. Could you take us through a little bit more on how you're serving the clients, how you're making that impact? Sure, absolutely. We've been in what's called the on-demand jet charter business. And that just essentially means you call us up, you we give you a quote on how much it would cost from D.C. maybe to Miami, which roughly about fifteen to 20000 for a one-way on a jet that seats six to eight people. That's and, and you never have to call us again, right? That's been our, our previous business model, and one of our companies still operates that way today. But Jet Agency is really a higher pedigree experience than that, than just a one-off. This is folks that make a deposit of somewhere around a quarter million dollars uh, to become a member of Jet Agency, and they have a fixed hourly rate, and there's the relationship is much more cemented. Not that we don't take care of our people that fly once a year on on-demand charter, but Jet Agency is really a long-term relationship and, and a higher pedigree of experience, higher pedigree of, of aircraft. But it, it's also a great model to where you don't have to own your own aircraft and you don't have to own a fraction of an airplane. It essentially works as a debit card. As you fly your hours, your, your statement is debited, essentially. Yeah, I appreciate you breaking that down and really understanding that. If you think about it, let's say these guys live in a four or five million dollar home. There's not much in life where you're spending eight thousand dollars an hour. So you get very much involved in, in making sure that everything is executed properly with assistance. We're a team with assistance. We want to make them look good and be there for them. So it's a real teamwork when trying to uh, assist their CEOs and their principals. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I imagine, and I would love to hear more on like how that process goes and you know how you, you serve them. So could you take us through, so people have the membership and they, they, they pretty much reach out to you and you guys take everything from there. Could you take us through what that looks like? It is. They simply go to our website, send us a text message. They give us about a 48 hour notice that says, hey, I need to go from Boston to you know Palm Beach. And they have an aircraft there at what time they want it there. They say 11 a.m. That airplane is there at 11 a.m. to take them to Palm Beach. And if it's about a, almost a three-hour flight, they have their locked-in rate of somewhere around 6000 an hour. And that's what they're charged. Um, we also provide ground transportation. Uh, we provide catering and any, any type of services that they're going to want to make their travel a lot easier. Yeah. And that really, the word that again comes to me is that, that experience where you get to have, there's so many things that you have to juggle. I imagine being in any type of leadership, but especially being a CEO, but to be able to, again, have that partnership, that friendship, that relationship that's been cemented. You got it. And response time is so important. Our clients do not, they're paying for the commodity of time, right? That's why they fly private. So we don't have the luxury of getting back to people an hour later when they call or email if you could picture kind of NASA mission control, uh, that's exactly what our staff is, right? With client services, as we call them, they send an email and they want a salad or something on, on board. We're responding. Our average response time is nine minutes. So that, that's what is required of myself and the team. I, I still get involved in the weeds and, and uh, enjoy it. So a lot of times the staff tries getting me out of the weeds, but I like it. I enjoy it so much. So yeah, absolutely. So you touched a little bit upon what I think might be your secret sauce. This could be for the organization yourself or a combination of both. But isn't that awareness of, I think, the commodity of time and how powerful that is 
but also how you can create that experience for the your clients, your customers, those relationships you've been able to build. Do you feel like being locked in and understanding that and being able to execute on that is, is part of your secret sauce? I think it goes well beyond that. For me, I'm a recovering micromanager. I'm five years in recovery. I, I think part of the secret sauce is, I'm not sure where I read it, and I'm not a great reader. I, I love you know, the fact that a lot of CEOs read books. They're like, I read five books this year. I haven't. It's not a strength of mine, but it's something that I certainly want to build on and, and, and get a discipline of reading more books. But somewhere I read that management is like a rubber band. And if you pull it too tight, it's going to break. But if you leave it on the desk, it's not doing its job. So there's some happy medium here in the middle uh, of management. And that's really, I think, been a secret sauce for me uh, over the past couple of years. And it sounds cliche-ish, but also failure. I've had a lot of failures this year. It's been a rough year for me personally and professionally. So learning a lot, not to chase revenue, but to chase the P&L and chase profit instead of growth at, at all costs. I, I think we've seen a lot of companies, the Ubers of the world that have, have got a ton of investment and they operate in the negative for, for years. Some of these companies never get profitable. We just saw WeWork uh, file bankruptcy this week. I got sucked into that a little bit over the past few years and it made a lot of mistakes there. So I think we can look at today's environment that it is no longer cool just to have as much revenue as possible, right? It, as you look at WeWork and stuff. So I, I'm hoping to utilize some of that secret sauce the next year or two to really focus on the profit of the business. Yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing so much of that. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for maybe one of those things, which is called a CEO hack. So it's a little bit more of an app. It may not be a book or like you mentioned it, but it might be a habit that you have. What's something that you lean on that makes you more effective and efficient? It's got to be our KP data. We're a very data-driven company. Private aviation tends to be very antiquated. Uh, DocuSign is a, a new revolution in private aviation <laughs> for signing contracts. We're very much technology forward, but I, I would say it's a power BI uh, type app, Domo, business intelligence app is, is crucial. And I ignored a lot of that this past year and, and it got me into trouble. So I, that's what I would say is going to be mission critical. Yeah, absolutely. When you start to see what impact that you're, you're making and, and how in order to do that, do you, do you feel like um, it's also really important to make sure you're selecting the right KPIs um, to make sure that you are like paying attention to those things? I think that's, that's a really great point because some KPIs are, are irrelevant to, to our business model, but certainly cost per acquisition is a big one. Retention rate. We're a sales organization, right? Our mission on a daily basis at Jet Agency is to sell Jet Charter, Jet Membership. So very sales-driven KPIs. I can say who's responding the quickest out of our sales team. But I would say mainly those sales KPIs and how the sales team's performing. Yeah, that's huge. So what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? This is a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I usually say it might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. I think grace is a huge one. It's giving grace to the staff that might be having a bad day, a client that might be having a bad day. I tell the team all the time, look around your teammates are going through something. You might feel like you're the only one struggling personally or professionally. It's not true. I try to be extremely transparent and vulnerable. And, and that would be my nugget is vulnerability as a CEO 
and uh, making sure the team understands that everybody's going through something. You got to be there for your teammates regardless. Yeah, I, I think that's so powerful. And, and often you find, in, in, even in doing these episodes, I often say people forget about the human part of business. And of course, KPIs are you know important and make sure you have your profit. All those things are important. But when we get down to the nitty gritty of what we're doing, we're, we're helping out people, whether you're talking about clients or customers or the people that are on the team. So I love that grace piece because I think by giving ourselves grace, but also giving other people grace, I think it creates a, a better environment, a really great environment where you do have that human part that's celebrating you do ultimately get to make the impact that I think ultimately these organizations and businesses like yourselves are, are trying to do. Yeah, it can be very emotional in that sense. So uh, I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate that. So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote-unquote CEOs on the show. So Jordan, what does being a CEO mean to you? Yeah, I can sit here with the cliche leadership and, and lead by example. And of course, that's all it. But I'm not a big believer in titles I to poke fun at myself when it makes me uncomfortable when, you know, a staff member introduces me as CEO, even though our revenue reached about 85 million this past year on a run rate, you know, at, at, the, at the high point, about 90 employees, I, I still feel like we're a small business. And so the CEO part is a little weird for me, but I, I tell people, hey, I'm chief email officer in, in that sense, but I, I really I wake up every morning and my question to the staff is, what do you need from me today? What tools do you need from this organization to be successful in your role? I love that. And, and I think that I was uh, talking to somebody, I believe, and they, they said sometimes the most powerful thing that you can do is actually the questions that you ask. And I love that question because it really gets down to what I think is the, the key about being a CEO, entrepreneur, business owner. I too just depends on whatever that title is, is asking and being there and being able to answer and do those things for people. But if you don't ask that question, you don't provide a culture or that opportunity for them to answer, then how well are you actually leading and how much of an impact are you ultimately at? Sure. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I love that, Jordan. And of course, I appreciate that. I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. You got it, man. Awesome. Uh, JetAgency.com. We're a premier private aviation company. We've got veteran industry leaders on our team. Uh, we've got a great product that we've put together. Uh, we put it together from scratch. I tell people it's it's not, our, our slogan is all membership, no fees. Private aviation can be a very convoluted process of buying. And I do not envy our clients because uh, it's difficult to understand the different products and uh, that are available in the private aviation space. So we really break it down very simple. It's an hourly rate, no extra fees, all membership. We're going to take you to F1 suites. We're going to have great experiences we're not sponsoring the Super Bowl. We're not sponsoring horse races. We are taking those dollars and putting it right back into the client experience, not taking your dollars and doing ridiculous marketing campaigns. You can reach me, Jordan B at jetagency.com. I will respond within nine minutes to your email. So love to hear from you guys. Uh, we are hiring and expanding. Uh, we've been profitable at, at Jet Agency since day one. So 
really appreciate the opportunity to lead this organization. Yeah, we appreciate your time. And of course, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can get a hold of Jordan and the team and all the awesome things that you're doing. But I truly appreciate you, obviously, again, taking time out today. But I appreciate even more the, the vulnerability that you talked about and being able to talk about that journey. And I think when you see people that are successful and doing so many phenomenal things as you and your team are doing, we sometimes don't see how those things are happening. So I appreciate you sharing that with us today. And of course, appreciate you making sure that you are, you know, putting the client experience at the top of the list and make sure that you are creating that for your clients. It's such a great reminder for us. And of course, I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Awesome, man. You too. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.